Hey guys, welcome back to At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design, a show hosted by interior stylist and award-winning podcaster Lauren Keenan. We're introducing you in this series to some incredible people doing some amazing things in property, homewares and interior design. Hey Lauren. Hey Scotty. It's great to be back with another episode of the show, which is sponsored by Goodwin Financial Services. They are our trusted financial advisors and they can help you achieve your financial goals too. Into today's episode, we talk to builder Marshall Keane. Now, you might have heard him on our Renovating for Profit series of the podcast. And if you haven't heard that yet, you can go back and listen to all 12 episodes to help you on your way to success with your next renovation project. There's hours worth of entertainment and advice in those episodes. So I do recommend you go back and have a listen if you've got some time. But today we're talking to Marshall Keane, whose work we first came across on Instagram, where he's known as the Bondi Builder. And then in 2018, he hit our TV screen as the building guru on Channel 9's Buying Blind TV series. It was a big break for him and he's one of the good guys and so it was really great to meet him and talk to him about how reality TV works, how he got into the building game and to get his approach on building and design. This is our chat with Marshall Keane on At Home with Lauren Keenan. Welcome to the podcast. Let's go back a little bit. You're from Queensland and you, you started your career there. Tell us a little bit about that and, and the family business that you came out of. Oh, thank you. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, guys. I was fortunate. My father is a builder. I've only ever worked with dad when I, was, um, when I was a lot younger. But I think having that sort of base or foundation of what his um, values or beliefs were from a construction perspective were instilled from a, from a very young age. My dad is about as meticulous as you can possibly imagine when it comes to the finer details so they call him one mil wall <laughs> um yeah so if it's a if it's a millimeter out you're ripping it down and going again um have you had to do that before with dad no i haven't oh wow <laughs> with my own Don't projects start. i Measure have twice cut one I think that, absolutely that's just gospel I, I think probably, unfortunately, my team sometimes have me um, arrive on site and if something's not done right, throw a little tantrum. It's what's um, instilled in you from a young age. So that's the way my dad wanted it done. That's the way that I was taught. I and suppose. did you always want to be a builder? No, I didn't. Oh, did I? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I think. Um, Daddy, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. Look, I went down the path. I finished school and I went overseas playing rugby. Oh, wow. So I wanted to be a professional rugby player. Um, what position I, did you play? I played scrum half. Um, so I, I had a little bit of luck and I went overseas and, and played and came back and I, I, I tried um, back at home. Um, it was very difficult with rugby union, with the professional, the way the professional ranks sort of work. Uh, so I was going to uni at the same time, being a university game. And um, What were you studying? I was studying I, <laughs> I, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, I was studying marketing, mm-hmm. um, but I also did um, did some law, did some accounting, did some human movements, did nursing at one stage. Were you just trying to figure out what you liked, or pretty much. I even I did architecture for a little while oh, as well, okay. just sort of dabbling, yeah. trying to figure out. No, nothing, nothing was, was sat with me that I really wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, I booked a trip to go to Canada with a with an ex girlfriend at the time. 
just had this overwhelming sense of something's not right here. I shouldn't be doing this. So I, I sat down on the beach one day and I wrote down all the things that I wanted to do with my life. And the thing that came um, sort of out in bright lights was I wanted to do building. So I signed up to do my builder's license, made inroads to do a carpentry apprenticeship. And, and was that because of the influence of your family business? Was it did you at the time like the sort of working with your hands and tactileness or was it a bit grander than that? Like what was the thing that attracted you? Yeah, it was certainly working with my hands um, and being out outdoors. I find with building and whether I knew then or not, it, it's not so much that you're looking at the clock for it to finish. Well, not in, not in what I do. Mm-hmm. I love the creativity of what I'm fortunate enough to be able to do. So, and again, I was probably lucky because I fell into an apprenticeship with a builder who did amazing work so I was very lucky I wasn't just on a commercial site where I was pushing a broom for for three years so I was probably blessed in many ways with how it did unfold but it certainly was yeah the outdoors the working with with my hands and then I think a little bit of I wanted to prove my dad that I was better than he was (laughs) Did um, did he ever want you to come and work with him or did you um no, look, Dad at that stage wasn't really doing okay. as much anyway. So, and he he was more commercial where he had at that stage been working for Len Lease and some of the bigger companies. So, it wasn't until later in, in my career that I needed some help on a few projects, and Dad actually came and worked for me. That's it, awesome. It was pretty funny. <laughs> what about the- Did you get the level out and make sure that it was like millimeter perfect? Or well, there was one blow up which was pretty funny because um, he was sort of telling me what to do. You know, at this stage, I'd been, I guess I'd been building for over 10 years and I had to pull him aside and say, that's great. I know how much experience you've got and how good you actually are at this, but this is my job. (laughs) So shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, one mil wall, pull your head in. And, And it was quite funny. I think it was the first time in my life that my dad actually just took a step back and went, yep. Okay, and it was nice because it, it almost felt like he trusted me yeah. at that stage that he didn't need to tell me um, how to do it. So it was a, it was quite a nice father son bonding experience. <laughs> it would have been great though to have him there on the job with you, knowing his background and and the fact that you know you got uh, onto that path without having worked in his business, but then he could come and work with you at a later date. Oh yeah, it was. It was. It's great. I mean, even, even now, I've got a few projects running at the moment, and and I've been a little bit overwhelmed. And he put his hand up yesterday and said, "Mate, I'll fly down." Oh, bless him. So yeah, he's he's done it once for me down here. We did a project in North Bondi. I guess when it's when it's your dad, you're you're not too sure. You're like, oh, you know, one mil wall. Is he going to be a bit over the top? Is he going to tell the boys? Are they are they going to like it? Because I think he does, he has such a wealth of experience, everybody listened and everybody loved him. Um, the client loved him. The trades loved him. It sounds like he cares about the craft too. He really does. He really, he, he cares. Like to the point we, we have conversations about when you're going to, going to sleep at night. Probably the, the downsides of, of being meticulous when it comes to building, it's the small details that, that get me. And sometimes I'll be just about asleep at night and then I'll think about a finished detail or a connection detail and I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I'm awake again, tossing and turning. But if, you know, and then wake up the next day and have to rectify it. <laughs> you sound like you really love what you do. What, what in particular, what's your favourite part of the job? My favourite part of the job is probably the creativity. More recently, working with amazing designers. I used to be of the opinion that it was the them and us, and we were working against the designer or the architect. 
when I look at the projects that we've been producing of late, where we've been working with some amazing architects and designers, and you see the little details, whether it be you know the way a bench top integrates into into a wall detail, the way maybe a barn door integrates into a door, just the little tiny things that we as builders don't think of because sometimes we're overly practical. Yeah, working with amazing people is is the highlight. And I suppose that's then inspiration for yourself when you're coming up with ideas for projects as well to sort of inspire you for what you can do. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and it pushes the boundaries. It pushes the boundary for, for me as a builder yeah. to, to work with. with and, and it keeps it interesting because if, I mean, otherwise I'd be building the, the stock standard frame and truss house. Yeah. Um, what we get to yeah. do is diversify and do some, do some amazing things. Yeah. Probably as much as anything, the best thing about my job is the end of the day looking back and just saying I built that yeah and it's, it's pretty to have something tangible that have you can look tangible. at and, and drive past on a street and say yeah that was me yeah so, sometimes you know you I'll look back at the portfolio of work that my team has created and, and you almost have to pinch yourself to realize the amazing work that's been done there's a lot of talented people I've had the had the fortune to work with over yeah. the years you're like that with your work as well like looking at the finished product and enjoying that. Yeah, I think when your job is, is, it's really tangible. You can see it when you finished it. It's not like, you know, working on something on a computer and then that's it and it's a piece of work and it's passed off to someone else. When you can see how it all comes together, it's a really nice feeling. It's rewarding, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love it. Mm. It sounds like you take a lot of inspiration from the people and the other professionals that you work with and that you have worked with over time. Can you tell us a little bit about, though, your style, how you would describe your style and your, um, your approach to creative design does it does it go back to you know queensland and those beautiful queenslanders is it more a sort of a bondi sydney feel or you know how would you describe it it's morphing the my style um and again it's morphing in a really positive way because of the designers that i have the luxury of or the, the fortune to work with i would have always said i like working with raw materials recycled timber concrete steel I love it when the the structure becomes the finish. So, you know, it might be an off-form concrete wall or it might be just a recycled post that's dressed up or a steel beam that's left as a design feature. I I love that. But more recently, I I love that every day there's something different. So I'm, I'm working on a project at the moment over in Mossman. The designer, what they've come up with, it's just stunning. And there is absolutely no way in, in hell I would be able to come up with, with any of these features. It's just stunning. And when I looked at the mood board for what, what the, the girls wanted to create instantaneously, I was like, I want this project. I, I want to do it. So that's fun. And all those little details you were talking about before that might not seem like much on their own, but when you add them all together in a space, that's what makes it special, I think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah. the small it's the small details. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, the, it might be the five percent or the one percent. Yeah, the tiny the tiniest it's of like details. Something a little bit different, and you're like, oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and when it, yeah. when it's all put together, and when it's done with balance mm-hmm. as well, with someone that's got a really good eye, when they put all of those fine details together, where nothing stands out too much, but then there's that one item or the one hero piece that really pops. You sit back and it might not come together until the very end of the project. It might be when the scaffold gets dropped or it might be the kitchen goes in or a light fitting's installed. 
it's the big wow yeah, factor. Like an amazing tile or um, a nice finish on cabinetry or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And what are some of those things that you're that you're seeing that are, I guess, a little bit at the forefront or a little bit different? You know, is it you know what type of materials or, or finishes are you seeing that coming into trend or or maybe a classic pieces that are getting used a bit more that are really nailing it? What I'm really seeing of late that is a real um, standout item is creative stonework. People that are incorporating really unusual marbles and doing features out of them it might be might be a mantle over a fireplace might be an unusual kitchen bench top it might be a basin in a in a in a bathroom i know we've got one at the moment that we're, we're working on with with a with a mason they're things that i really am in awe of because it's, it's not a skill that that i i have either for, for the design or for the for the actual um construction part of it but watching some of these amazing trades trades people pull these things together um, is absolutely stunning and I think that's a real item that's coming into play not an inexpensive item um, for, for sure if we go more on the the mainstream I think you I'd probably go to light fittings people are paying a lot more attention to those smaller details on projects it's no longer I oh, will just bang in a yeah bang in a uh, because you can have quite a simple space but if you use the the light fitting as almost like a piece of art mm. then it can really you know transform the room absolutely mm. yeah and and be creative use some wall lights for mood lighting use some standard down lights use some can lights use a pendant light it, it no longer is it just ah oh, just throw it in anyway as an afterthought it's not but, like that anymore yeah, yeah well it works on two levels one it's a decorative piece when you walk into the the property and you see the the art piece itself of the fitting but then when the sun goes down and the lights go on, the light that it creates too and the mood and the feel of the room, it's a whole other component. And I think using lighting as well to highlight other architectural features in the space is really nice too. Like if there is an unusual cornicing or even a piece of art or something like that, using, using lighting to focus on those things is really nice. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. It's picking the items that you want to stand out, mm. isn't it? So from and, a design perspective... And not trying to make everything the star. That's where people go wrong they try and make everything amazing and everything should be amazing but there should be one thing that's the special thing in the space could not agree with you more yeah Yeah. otherwise they all just fight with each other and they're nothing special because they're all trying to be the star of the show there's simplicity or there's sort of this elegance in simplicity often you i'll walk into a property and there's nothing that is over the top but you just look and you just you can't help but love it I think that just comes from balance, everything being well proportioned, and then, as you said, the finer details being done being done well. If you're going to plaster a wall or lay a floor or put skirting in, do it well because mm-hmm. you're paying for the material anyway. When it comes to the workmanship, get the workmanship done properly, but then, as you said, have that hero piece, mm-hmm. which might be a, a light fitting. It yeah. might be the kitchen bench top. Spend money on that. Have everything else finished impeccably and have that one hero piece and the project will be a success. Do you think that simple is hard to do well? Because I think there's nowhere to hide with simple. Like if if you stuff it up when you're laying the floor or doing the skirting, like you said, it's noticeable. Like you said, execution is key. You do. You need to start from the beginning. The simple might mean that it's an open space. So that might be as far as the design is how do we clear the space so there is no clutter so that it is simple. If we are making a space open and we're removing a wall, there's going to be a beam 
put in because we need to support the ceiling or the roof load. So how do we make that work with the creative use of a bulkhead or do we drop the whole ceiling? Do we create mood from that structural change? Because you can't get away from it, but how do you implement it into the design so it is simple Mm. but it's still elegant? Yeah. Nice, nicely put. I, I, like got, it, I got it out in the elegant. end. <laughs> um, you talked a little bit there about design and about architecture. What are the architecture styles um, that, that you like working on or around or building? Look, I'm, being a carpenter, I love working with timber. If I have to choose an architectural project, I would always be in favour of doing something that was carpentry-based because it might be formwork carpentry. Um, and again, that might also fall into the place where you've got an off-form ceiling like you have in here. <laughs> and again, simple, and it becomes it's part of the structure, but it's elegant and it looks great. So I'd be choosing a project that isn't over the top. Someone that designs everything in proportion, doesn't have funny angles. And yeah, I worked on a project um, a couple of years ago and there was just different intersecting angles different finishes in every room it was just too confusing it's overwhelming isn't it it's overwhelming it's and it's it's too hard to build because well, it's not too hard to build it's just not as enjoyable to build and the end result you kind of almost know from the beginning it's not going to be um, as special as something that is simplified and it can be hard to design and style too right Afterwards, well, you end up with a space, a, a home that's not cohesive. You know, every room's a bit different, and it just makes it really hard to get a personality for the space because it's just all over the shop. Yeah, I'm fortunate at the moment. I've actually received a set of drawings um, from a client, an architect called Philip Abram. His design on this particular house is very simple. Is it's not a negative? It, it's simple. I looked at everything is in proportion. He's thought every detail out. He knows his finishes. He knows exactly what he wants. Very carpentry-based when it comes to even the window joinery and how the architraves work and the central timber mouldings that come down sort of mowings. It's just really simple. From a construction cost perspective, when I look at that as well, I know that I can give value to the customer. I, I can't wait to build it. I hope I get the opportunity to build it wow, because it is exciting. just... It's beautiful. Coming up, there's more from Marshall, including his take on just how hard it is working on a big commercial TV reality show. It was a really hard few months. Mm. It was also a very enjoyable few months, but there was no smoke and mirrors. It was it was full on. Plus, we've got some more info on another big reality show coming soon here in Australia, and that's the latest series of The Block. Yes, more on that soon. But first, a quick bit about Goodwin Financial Services. They're the sponsors of this episode of the podcast, and... Having the capacity to invest in your home or your next property project really does depend on your own capacity to manage your money properly. We've been working with Goodman Financial Services in Sydney for a few years now and they've helped us plan for our financial future and they can help you too. So if you're looking for someone who you can trust to help achieve your financial goals, we can recommend Goodwin Financial Services. Just go to their website, gfs.com.au. Ask to talk to Luke. He's a top fella and he will help you out. Please know that this is, of course, general information and it's not financial advice. You need to consider your own financial situation before making any decisions based on this information. So our thanks to Goodwin Financial Services for backing the show. And now let's go back to Marshall. 
us a bit about social media and how you use it to showcase your work. Because you've got quite a following on Instagram and I have to say some builders and tradespeople I've worked with don't even have a website. So <laughs> um, to find someone, I mean, Instagram's a great source of inspiration to be able to go on there and see what work someone's done and, and the photographs of it is, you know, it's a great tool. So, But you what, also show how you're doing yeah it. that's what i mean yeah look it's in the social media side of well business i guess is yeah. another another evolving beast i'm getting better i hope at i think you're pretty good at it actually yeah <laughs> i'd like to do more with the, the socials and it's something i'm sort of trying to work on at the moment whilst at the same time still running a construction yeah. business so are you doing it all yourself because i think when i first came across you on instagram a maybe a couple of years ago it looked like you were like literally hanging off a roof like shooting insta stories and videos yourself as you were doing the work is that still how you roll we haven't been doing as much i guess of the the on-site work i love doing that we've been so busy um running between projects um that it hasn't happened but it's something that i want to get um back into doing why did you start it though was it because you were using it as a source of inspiration yourself for work that you're doing to see what other you know contemporaries and other designers and builders are doing yeah look it is and i think as well i've got a real passion for wanting to educate part of it is i get asked questions via direct message on on instagram and um and facebook or emails so sometimes i might be asked a question i'm in a situation i think well this will answer the question so i can practically show it by filming it yeah. and putting it on socials yeah there's a lot of builders that don't have websites and don't use socials so if you're walking around on a building site with a camera <laughs> filming you can oh, look Hollywood's at here. yeah look, there's definitely there's definitely that aspect as well so it's about you almost need to go big and have just a big camera so it's like yeah. oh it's a production it's a filming day <laughs> as opposed to what do they call i'm trying to think of something we could use there's boyfriends of insta there's um what could we do what could we, i could have like apprentice of insta or something that's filming that's filming me <laughs> but you're, you're no, hashtags going. Yeah. <laughs> but you're, you're no stranger to having a camera in your face either are you you've done some telly which we, you know we'd love to talk to you a little bit a, a bit about as well how's that been that was out of the blue to be honest the, the television stuff it wasn't something i expected or, or went looking for it was just something i was fortunate enough to be involved in amazing experience i got to work with what are you mates with Scotty Cam or did Shana just come up the other day or how, how did it come about? Well, I was going to be doing some work for a, for a lady that worked in an agency. It came across her desk that Endemol Shine was looking for a builder to fill a role on a TV show. She called me and said, are you interested? Um, I think you would be, I'll say, suitable <laughs> for the role. <laughs> um, yeah, I said, I said, yeah, would be for sure. We did a um, did a few Skype interviews and then I went into the offices in North Sydney for Endemol Shine, and they offered me the the role on what what ended up being called Buying Blind with Shane Blaze and um, Richard Harvey. So you didn't have to screen test or anything. Well, I mean, no. I, well, I guess there was one screen test after the interview in at Endemol Shine. Well, and say interview, there was a, that it was filmed. I think they asked me some questions on camera that were just to see how I reacted. String a sentence together on screen, yeah. And then they came to one of my building sites with a couple of the producers that ended up working on the show. One of the producers actually was filming that day and they just filmed me at work for for about an hour or so, walked me up the road and asked me to describe one of the houses that was quite dilapidated just up the road and what I'd do to renovate it, not unlike what we've been discussing. (laughs) 
And yeah, then I got the phone call that I was on a television show. <laughs> so did you take your team to go and work on these projects or was you, were you working with other tradies in those local areas? How did it work? We endeavoured in the beginning to use all of my own team and then it just it became a logistical, I won't say nightmare, but it, logistically it became very difficult. I was having to be in at six different properties, often at the same time. They were between Sydney and Melbourne and between Palm Beach, Sydney and Wollongong and um, and this was about three hours apart there and then the properties that were in Melbourne were the same about three hours apart so it was very difficult to be in all places at once so we ended up getting good to, a good team in each place yeah. and we should just say if um, you haven't seen the show obviously go to Nine Now and watch it but the, <laughs> the premise of the show is that Marshall Keane the builder with Shana Blaze the interior designer and the Richard, uh, Richard Harvey the, the buyer's advocate not, not the reporter <laughs> Um, we're, we're given power of attorney to, to find a house for people who are having trouble buying a property and then renovate it for them to live in. And I've been asked this question a number of times. Would I do it? No way. No, I wouldn't do it either. <laughs> um, given, given the results at the end, how the journey ended for, for all of the couples and families, I 100% would. Um, it ended up being uh, a really positive, I think, result for, for most of well I think for all of the family I think everyone was wrapped with with what we had achieved because you were helping people who were really struggling you know like that, that's the difference I suppose where the, these weren't confident people around around property or around you know, buying and, and renovating they needed your help well they really did and what I suppose wasn't seen on camera as well there was a lot of footage that never made it to the edit just because of the time restraints yeah. but we looked at so many properties. Unbelievable. And how involved were you? Because it's hard to know when you're watching a one-hour TV program, like what's actually happening behind the scenes. Are you actually going to all these houses and checking them out before? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I, g- give us an insight because I suppose people watch your show, they watch The Block and they just think, oh, there's a million other tradies helping them in the background or, or whatever else. And what's it like and how hard is it? It was a tough period professionally just because in my workload – here in Sydney, I had to somehow um, balance that with the show. And there were certain days when I would fly to Melbourne in the morning, be back up here, you know, in the afternoon, and I might be driving to Wollongong that afternoon. Wow. So there, there was a lot of travel, and it's certainly none of the houses were um, were purchased without without myself and Shana having seen them. There was a few, like, moments where Rich wanted to purchase properties and was like, no, you can't. <laughs> One moment where... I wanted to buy a house, and I still believe it was a good house. It was in the wrong area. Shana hated it, so there's a bit of conflict there. Um, I think I know the answer. Yeah. It was a really hard, it was a really hard few months. Mm. It was also a very enjoyable few months, but there was no smoke and mirrors. It was, it was full on. Yeah. We really loved your work on the show. We both loved watching it, and we just thought, you know, you shone through the, the screen with, you know, your... You know, the, the way that your knowledge and the way you approached it, that must have helped get you through it, that positive approach to it all. Yeah, I hope so. I try to try to be positive. And thank you. Thank you for saying that. You had to be positive because our backdrop against the wall a lot of the time with time restraints, but also being a builder, knowing that the work had to be done properly, there was pressure you know, that I was feeling that it had to be done right. So we, we had really good teams on each of the houses and there was a few different teams that, that we worked with. So and were you working on them um, simultaneously? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't have the luxury of time no. where, 
It was we, just film one episode, move on to the next one. No, it was like it was real. We were looking for a house for each individual. And was couple, it six or eight families? Area. How many, how many six, episodes? Six families. That's a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work and it was – these people couldn't find properties because of various reasons. So it was incredibly difficult for Rich – to find a property. Then he had the issue, either myself or Shana, shutting it down. Vetoing choices. And- yeah, and, and look, and that came to maybe it was, um, wasn't was structurally sound. The renovation was going to cost too much with the design that Shana um, wanted to, to implement. So there was a number of factors that uh, came into play. And, and it looked like a couple of times some of the families you were trying to help almost derailed certain purchases or, or you'd go to them and say, okay, we've got properties that are kind of looking like this, but we sound like we're not on the same page. And like, yep, we're not on the same page here. There's a few moments when situations well, like that Well, they have to arose. be pretty nervous too because they've just handed over all their oh, money. The, so. I think the families must have been incredibly nervous. No one knew what whether it was going to be a positive spin on them as an individual either. Mm. So it was pretty nerve-wracking, I think, right up until the moment the show went to air for each individual family. I had a vested interest in the couples and the families and having met them, having met their families or their children, I really wanted to deliver something special for them that was an investment in their future and and i think i can speak on behalf of shana and rich as well and say that we we all had similar values Um, well also you're all professionals in your field as well you know this is what you do for a career so your reputation's sort of on it as well absolutely yeah Yeah. did you think about that before you went into it oh yeah definitely i mean it was it was a major consideration that it could be something that could be detrimental to to my career the producers were great um and the the senior management were were great it was, it was always going to be a very positive um, television show. Well, they want um, to make good TV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. This is always going to be an element of drama, but the drama was real. So if, I like the drama aspect because then yeah. it all comes good <laughs> at the end. Um, it was nerve-wracking for me before. I, knew, I didn't get to see the first episode until it was on Channel 9. Wow. So I had no idea. I knew, I knew what had happened through, obviously, through the But how it was all going to be put together. Yeah. So it was, I sat there the first night. I didn't. I watched it with my with my girlfriend Asha. We both sat there, <laughs> sort of waiting in anticipation. And unfortunately, it was very positive. Well, mate, we've got to congratulate you on your work. It did turn out to be fantastic television. Six really great episodes, and the work that you and, and Shana and Rich did was phenomenal. It looked really, really great, and I think you did a great job by those families. So well done. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> do, do you think you'd do television again? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, there's a few things at the moment that I'd love to be involved in. Yeah. So we'll see what the future brings. Fingers <laughs> crossed, mate. We'll, be, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you. What's next for you, Marshall? What, what projects have you got coming up? I've got some really exciting projects um, in the pipeline at the moment. Um, I've got a beautiful property over in Mossman that mm-hmm. we're um, I'm Lovely suburb in Sydney. A, a lovely suburb in Sydney. Yeah, this is, um, this is a very special home. It looks out um, through the heads. So stunning. Oh, amazing. Yeah, it doesn't get much better. It's going to be a really tough workplace, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it will be. <laughs> um, very fortunate to have, um, to have been asked to, to be involved in the, the project by um, a design company called Studio Arc. Mm-hmm. Absolute legends and amazing um, designers. So that, that's one that's coming up. And then I have another one, hopefully, if we can get it all to come together for the designery. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, which is in Byron Bay. 
which is uh, using some of my old team from Queensland to come down and, and do that build. So, so are you deliberately finding like excellent workplaces, Byron, <laughs> Mossman? The sound market. Picking all the premier <laughs> Look, it's I'm very, very fortunate and lucky to have been asked to, to even tender on or look at these projects. So I, I sort of pinch myself a lot of the time and realise just how lucky I am. <laughs> and I'm sure you're going to be sharing some images online of these projects as you're working on them. Where where can our listeners find you? My Instagram is just Marshall Keane. And that's name. Marshall with one L? With Marshall with one L. It gets everybody. My mum played a trick on me. Keane with two E's. K-E-E-N. <laughs> it's it. <laughs> and then, uh, look, I'm in the pipeline at the moment of, or I'm in the process, I should say, of building a new website, yeah? I can't speak right <laughs> <laughs> I've been hammering um, you for about an hour and a half. Yeah. So you're going great. Um, yeah, building a new website. So hopefully with that, hope there might even be some kind of blogging or vlogging as well. Excellent. Yeah, with some of that educational stuff you were talking yeah, about, it would be yeah. great to see. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been great to hear from you and to learn more about what you do. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. I'll, I'm keen to keen, – I'm a keen listener now. Yeah. So. <laughs> I've converted into the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm a pod- podcast. turned to the podcast side. <laughs> Good stuff. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks, guys. There aren't many builders out there using Instagram to promote and showcase their work. I can only think of a a couple of others. So it was really interesting to get Marshall's take on that and how he uses it to his benefit. Visuals are always important to me. I want to see what they've done and how they present themselves. And I noticed that Marshall's been working on some amazing retail spaces lately, which of course I've been following along on Instagram. All right. Now from one reality show to another, a bit of news on The Block, which is on Channel 9 here in Australia. And it's probably one of the world's most successful successful renovating shows and it does get bigger every year. I've missed it. I feel like it's been off telly for a while now. It's a good show. It's hosted by Gold Logie winner Scott Cam. We know it's in production now and renovations are underway in the Melbourne suburb of St Kilda down on the bay there. It is a favourite of the Channel 9 producers. We know that they say it's a bit easier to do business in Melbourne than it is in Sydney. Apparently the councils down there and the police and the way it all works with the administration seems to be easier for them in Victoria than it is in Sydney, which is a shame I'd like it to be in Sydney. It would be good if it could come back again, but we know they produce a great show out of Melbourne, and any Melbourne locals might know the old Grey Street Oslo Hotel, which was a budget guest house that was renting rooms out as late as last year, starting from 44 bucks a night. Sounds delightful. What else do you get for few $44 a night? I want to know. Uh, maybe a uh, you know a UHT milk, a tea bag, and a couple of those cockroaches. Crackers on the. We shouldn't the joke. It might be very nice. Well, look, it's not the Grey Street Oslo Hotel anymore. It is now the set of the block. The three-storey building is twice the size of last year's project, the Gatwick Hotel, and that was pretty big. That was massive. Channel 9 bought the Oslo for $10.8 million and now there are five couples that are working to turn it into luxury apartments. Do you know what I really hope for this year on the block? What? I hope they have some good people on there that that actually are really interested in and are reasonably good at design and interiors. Yep. Because I feel like maybe that's where I got a little bit let down last year. There were some great people on there and they were fun to watch, but I wanted to see some more cool interiors because it's a it's a beautiful old building and what are they going to do with it? I, I want to see good results. And that's what's at the heart of the show, isn't it? Beautiful homes, um, renovations done really well, and if it looks great, I think that's always going to, to go better and rate better and perform better as a show than 
and people who uh, might be not as great at building yeah. and renovating but are great personalities. I think you need a mix of those. Of course, yeah, that keeps it interesting. But but hopefully a couple of people who are keen and into it this year would be great. And it's going to be really interesting to see how they go with the finished product too, especially given property prices in Australia's two biggest capitals, Sydney and Melbourne, have fallen by around 10% over the last 12 months. So these guys are going to be working really hard to make a profit yeah, this year. Yeah, they'll definitely be biting their fingernails on auction day, I'm sure. All right, so that is The Block on Channel 9, and we'll follow that series closely throughout this year. And that is the show, thanks to Goodwin Financial Services, our trusted financial advisors who can help you to achieve your financial goals. And don't forget, you can contact me at any time if you want to collaborate on a product or a project, if you have an idea for the podcast, or if you want to hire me to help you create the perfect home or an amazing space in your workplace. Yeah, check out her work now at Lauren Keenan Home on Instagram, or the website is laurenkeenan.com.au, and then you can drop her an email at any time, lauren at laurenkeenan.com.au. And if you like what you've heard today in this episode of the podcast, make sure you take a minute to rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. It might be Spotify. It could be. Spreaker. Yeah. Oh, geez. There's a bunch of that one, is there? (laughs) It's nice to know what you think and it helps other like-minded people to find the show too. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you soon on another episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. (laughs) 